Sunday Sports Sound Off is presented by Window Works. The time to talk Tennessee football is now. It's Sunday Sports Sound Off, the longest running talk show in the state of Tennessee with Tam Irwin and your host, Jimmy Hines. Call in now at 656 9900 or 866 656 9900. Sunday Sports Sound Off, sponsored by Safety Systems, Lexus of Knoxville, ANLRV, your East Tennessee Volunteer Toyota Dealers, TVA, Wow Cable Internet and Phone, Window Works, Rusty Wallace Kia on Callahan, Salsaritas, Fox 43 Sports, National OT Clinic, and Kimball's Jewelers. Now, here's your host, Jimmy Hines. Tennessee, a touchdown underdog against Mississippi State, gets their first SEC home win in 11 months since Tennessee beat Kentucky last November. Welcome to Sunday Sports Sound Off. I'm Jimmy Himes along with Tim Irwin. Tim Irwin, a former star at Central High School, University of Tennessee, and with the Minnesota Vikings. Tim, you could uh, put a lot of credit to this win on the defense. Tennessee ended up with 10 tackles for loss, 7 sacks, three interceptions, and they throttled the SEC's leading rusher, Kylan Hill, averaging 119 yards a game. He ended up with 13 yards on 11 carries. I think that's what impressed me the most was our ability to shut down the Mississippi State's somewhat vaunted run game. I, I was amazed. I've never seen guys flying around like that. They were doing it with run stunts, Jimmy. Uh Guys zigging and zagging and moving and uh, just one big play after the other. And it was a lot of times it was our our three guys up front doing a lot of the damage. I mean, the linebackers had big days and and uh, the outside pass rushers got involved too. But it seemed like those three guys on the interior really played the best football I've seen them play. I thought it was their best game. I, I was really impressed with what they were able to do. And, and one of the things I thought was going to be a concern for Tennessee was a line of scrimmage. Uh, I thought Tennessee handled the line of scrimmage, in particular Tennessee's defensive line. I thought Tennessee won the line of scrimmage both ways. I mean, we were crippled. Our quarterback, I'd say, got concussed. I don't know for sure. He did. uh, Jeremy Uh, Pruitt said it was a concussion for Brian Maurer. But, you know, we're we're not going to throw the ball. Everybody in the place knows it, yet we're still managed to rip off some runs and control the clock and, and do some things without the threat of a pass and, uh, I thought the guys up front played really well both ways. So Tennessee is uh, leading 13-10. to 10. Mississippi State scores a touchdown with eight and a half minutes left in the game. The Vols get it on their own nine when on the kickoff return there was a, a holding penalty. So you're backed up on your nine-yard line. You're nursing a three-point lead. There's eight and a half minutes left. And Tennessee marches 91 yards and nine plays for a touchdown. That was impressive. Made my heart sing. I told my wife and my two grandsons that I was watching the game with, they didn't understand what I was saying. But <laughs> I said, wouldn't a like seven-and-a-half-minute drive just be awesome here? And that's pretty much what we got. Well, and they started it out with runs, a six-yard run, a 15-yard run, a seven-yard run, a 12-yard run. And then finally it culminated when Jarrett Garantano hit Tyler Bird on a 39-yard touchdown pass, and uh, there was 235 left on that score. Basically, I thought the game was over at that point. Tennessee takes the 20-10 to 10 lead. Uh, it was good to see Tyler Bird. Uh, here's a guy that came to Tennessee, a highly touted recruit, 
Uh, would he play offense? Would he play defense? Would he play receiver? Would he play cornerback? Really hadn't done a whole lot to impact things. Had a special teams play earlier this year to help Tennessee. And then he catches a game-winning touchdown pass. Yeah, it was great to see him get to be the hero. I think even without that play, I believe Tennessee would have kept running the ball, used even more clock, and gone down at least kicked a field goal as the game was running out. But I was very thankful for the for the play call. Good job, Jim Chaney, and uh, for the execution on that play. And um, we had run the ball so much that they had to come up and honor it. And uh, – Flicking it out just on the edge like we did and getting it, getting it in Tyler's hands with some speed. It was a beautiful thing. The uh, bird was asked afterward, because he's a senior now, he said, did you ever consider transferring? He said, no, I didn't. He said, I think when you when you leave a program, you're basically giving up, and I don't give up. That's not an attitude you hear from a lot of college football players now, in particular if you look at the transfer portal. I think uh, there's a lot to be said for loyalty, Jimmy. And we don't see enough of it these days. Uh, no, we don't. But um, but Tyler Bird comes up with a huge play for Tennessee. Also, let's talk about Garantano. So toward the end of the half, Brian Maurer goes out with a concussion. He landed awkwardly on a run. Uh, stayed in the game. The next handoff, he kind of falls down. Uh, anyway, he finally comes out of the game. He has a concussion. They put in Garantano. Tennessee has it on the plus 37. So they've got a 7-3 to three lead. And I'm thinking, I wonder what they're going to do with Garantano. They're going to try to punch it in and get a score, taking advantage of the field position. Pruitt said no. All he wanted to do was get within field goal range for Samaglia, who kicked it and made it 10-3. to That kick ended up being pretty big in that ballgame. I mean, he'd been burned twice in the red zone with two really bad interceptions. Of course, in fairness to Jared, it was the other quarterback, was the other quarterback that threw him. Um, decided not to take any more chances till he had to. And we had to have points out of that last drive. And they called just the right play at just the right time and put it in Tyler Bird's hand, and boom. I thought the coaches did a good job managing that game. And it was nice just to be in a game in the second half. And then to come back and, you know, win and win convincingly, that's a pretty awesome feeling. I mean, I still get excited about a Tennessee win, even though we're only two and four. Well, so Tennessee ended up throwing a couple of end zone interceptions. Mississippi State threw three, and uh, they threw into coverage as well. The interceptions were made by uh, Kenneth George, by Nigel Warrior, by Trayvon Flowers. Flowers, by the way, on his return, broke his leg. He broke his collarbone last year. Golly. Uh, a tough break. Um. Uh, Let's go over some uh, thumbs up here. We'll we'll talk first about Tennessee's run defense, holding Kylan Hill to 11 yards. I'm sorry, 13 yards on 11 carries. He'd been averaging 119 a game. The other thing about Hill was he had run for 344 yards after contact this year. I don't think he had four after contact in this game. I wonder, and I'm not taking anything away from Tennessee's defensive scheme and the way they executed it, I wonder if he was a little dinged up. Seemed like I saw him limping a little bit on the sidelines. He seemed frustrated. Uh, he didn't have anywhere to run. That would frustrate a good back. But I wonder if he was a little bit nicked up for the uh, before the game or got nicked up early in the game. But great job. I think that was the stat of the game. I think that was the most important part of the game was our ability to shut the run. Because if they run the football, we're going to have a tough time. 
Well, as Pruitt said afterward, he said the goal was to stop uh, Kylan Hill and make the quarterbacks beat him. Hill didn't beat him, and neither did State's quarterbacks. No, I mean, we throw the ball right in their hands twice. They throw it right to us three times. It was unbelievable. So another thumbs up. Jarrett Garantano, he comes in. He goes six out of seven, 106 yards. The game-clinching touchdown pass to Tyler Bird. Uh, your thoughts on the way Tennessee managed Garantano and how Garantano responded? I was a little frustrated before the half. I, I wanted to throw it once or twice. Um, I think uh, Pruitt knew what kind of ball game he was in and made the right call and was took the conservative approach. I kind of felt bad for him. You know, he's done this for a couple of years. Let's put the ball in his hands. But they finally did when it counted and, and he came through. I don't know. I mean, that's why the coaches get paid the big bucks to make those kinds of decisions. It's sort of hard to second guess it when you come off with a big win. But generally, I will have to say I've been a little disappointed before halftime with some of our conservatism over the last couple of years. It's interesting with Pruitt, he's, uh, he, he plays to win in other situations, like going for fourth downs, like some of the onside kicks from last year. And then toward the end of the half, most of the time, he takes a conservative approach. So there, there's a mix of when he tries to, quote, play to win versus when he gets conservative. My one criticism <clears throat> of Tennessee's defense was on Mississippi State's last successful drive. When we got him in a fourth and about four, and we miss a tackle, we don't wrap up, and we let the quarterback skirt through and make about five yards when he should have been stopped for nothing or one or two. He got 12 on that one. And that was 20, number 20. Uh, Bryce Thompson. Bryce Thompson did not make a good tackle. He was right there. Mm-hmm. Had the perfect scheme, broke through free, and just sort of bumped off on the quarterback rather than put him on the ground. So. Yeah, I was disappointed in that. Uh, as far as some more thumbs up, Tyler Bird's 39-yard touchdown reception, which was a game clincher. Tennessee's 91-yard drive <clears throat> that ate up about six minutes in the fourth quarter when they had to have it. Trey Smith said, it's, he said it felt so good to impose your will on somebody and just run right at them when they pretty much know that's what you're going to do. Yeah, I like that. I like that, too, as an offensive lineman. One thing I did not like, and I haven't liked all year, and I'd love to have a stat on this. I don't even know if it exists. How many punts by the other team against Tennessee this year have hit the ground? I mean, we never field a punt. Never. And I don't know if there's so many rugby-style kickers and so much kicking away from Callaway if we need to start putting two guys back. I mean, I've seen teams do that in the past. But mm-hmm. my, that's a big criticism of our special teams to me. We never field a punt. That's been such a weapon around here for such a long time. It seems like we've lost our mojo on the ability to run those punts back. And I would like to see us getting our hands on the football rather than it hitting the ground. Of course, if it hits the ground, you're not going to fumble it or muff it. But, man, uh, I understand backing off if you can't get there. But it seemed like every punt lately against Tennessee's hit the ground. Uh, the one one of the few that didn't, Callaway ran it back like 13 or 14 yards, had a decent right, return on right. one of the few. But, um, yeah, and there's a lot of hidden yardage. Sometimes I look at Callaway and I think he's too far back. I don't know if he worried about the ball being booted over his head, but I think that's led to some of that. Yeah, I don't know. Um, the one kick that we did return was a boomer. 
I mean, he boomed it. He kicked yeah, it 57 right. yards, I think. And Callaway was able to get under it easily, so maybe he is too far back. I don't know. I just know that uh, one way to stop some of that rugby punting is to put two back there. Uh, maybe it's something we should take a look at. A couple of other uh, thumbs up for Tennessee. The interceptions uh, by Warrior, by Flowers, by George. Uh, also, we'd already talked about defensive line play. I thought for the most part there was good tackling. Uh, yeah, you're not going to make a tackle on every time, but I don't think there were a whole lot of yards after contact from Mississippi State. No, no. I, I think the one I pointed out by Thompson was a badly missed tackle, but it's hard to point out many more. I still see Tennessee having a hole in the middle. We're blitzing so much to get extra pressure because we haven't generated a lot, with the exception of this game, out of our down people. And it seems like there's a big hole in the middle. If anybody gets in it, they can rip off 20 yards pretty easily. Uh, it just seems like a, a flaw in our scheme, and teams have exploited it all year. Mississippi State did a couple of times, but the extra pressure got there most of the time. And I mean, you can't hit the hole in the middle if you're on your back. A couple other thumbs up. Tennessee uh, played a relatively clean game in this respect, only three penalties for 30 yards. And then there were, uh, on third down conversions, Tennessee was 7 out of 15. Uh, not bad. No, I, but one of the penalties, we're going to be without arguably our best linebacker for the first half against Alabama. Yeah, Henry Tooto on the targeting. Uh, and Jeremy Pruitt said I had no problem with it. He said it was targeting. He it said was. He, you got to um, got to turn your head, duck away, do something. Or, or lower your strike zone. Yeah, do something. You can't hit him in the chin with the yeah. top of your helmet. So. That, that was one of my thumbs down. Another one, Brian Mowers, two picks in the end zone. Got to be, as, um, uh, as, as Pruitt said, there were silly mistakes, and you cannot be greedy in that situation. You know, you got to know the difference in the type of game you're in, too, Jimmy. I mean, if you're in the Florida-LSU game last night, you see Florida do about the same thing. Florida throws the ball out. Uh, they have their running quarterback in the game, and they throw the ball out. He's about to go down. He just flicks it to the end yeah. zone. Well, first, it's fourth down. If they intercept it, so what? Uh, secondly, you're throwing to a receiver, but you're also in a game where a field goal is like a loss. I mean, they're going back and forth down the field. Here, three points in this game was very valuable, and we gave at least three away twice by just throwing right dead bang into coverage. Also, uh, Tennessee, for the most part, in the second half, first down production was not very good until that late drive. But they did not produce much on first down uh, in the second if half. If I'm playing Tennessee, I'm going to play them just like Mississippi State did. I'm going to take Jennings away. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take him away from you. I mean, they threw the one. It looked like it was going to be a double pass that Cheney yes. had dialed up. Yeah. And he got loose on about 20 yards when he wasn't able to throw it. but. Right. Other than that, he wasn't running loose and free down the field. He was double-covered most of the game, I thought. The other thing I gave thumbs down Tennessee, I did not think they did a good job of taking advantage of field position. Uh, they start the game on the plus 46, throwing interception in the end zone. Uh, they had the ball on the plus 37 at the end of the first half. They did get a field goal out of that. But they had the ball in other great field position, whether it was on the 40, <clears throat> the 39-yard line, their own 35. They didn't score as many points I thought they should have with the positive field position that they had uh, during the course of the game. On the flip side, 
Mississippi State didn't have very good field position at all for no, most of the game. No, no, we kept them bottled up. And again, great job by the defense. The starting drives for State in the first half are on their own nine, their own 20, the 25, the eight, and the 20. In the second half, their drive started on their own 20, 25, 28, 10, and 25. The best starting position for Mississippi State in the entire game was their own 28. That's you, pretty good. You hold an SEC team to 10 points. You've had an outstanding day. You're supposed to win that football game. I mean, that's just You're in right. modern football, if you hold a team to 10 points in the SEC, you should be winning the football game. So the best field position for State was their own 28. Tennessee seven times started field position on better than their own 28. Seven sure. times. Yeah. So, All right, uh, those are our thumbs up and thumbs down. If you want to join us, 656-9900, 1-866-656-9900. When we come back, we'll have more. Uh, we're brought to you by Woodworks. This is Sunday Sports Sound Off. Jeremy, you talked about the phenomenal game planning against Hill. What, what did you do to contain him? Well, I think our guys played uh, gap sound. I, we struck blockers, uh, changed the line of scrimmage a little bit, um, wrapped up tackle, gang tackled, um, and, and made some plays in space. Uh, so, you know, going into the game, we felt like that we needed to make their quarterbacks beat us, uh, not let this guy beat us, and that's kind of what we tried to do there, and I think our kids done a nice job executing the game plan. That's Tennessee head coach Jeremy Pruitt talking about Tennessee's ability to stop Kylan Hill, Mississippi State running back, SEC leading rusher. Welcome back to Sunday Sports Soundall, brought to you by Window Works, family-owned, founded in East Tennessee with only American-made products. Uh, Tim, he talked about striking the blockers, changing the line of scrimmage, the gang tackling. Um, we haven't seen that on a consistent basis, but it certainly showed up on Saturday. No, I mean, several times he was taken down by a, quote, host of volunteers, and we haven't gotten <laughs> that in a long, long time, maybe since the guy that used to say that all the time is no longer with us. But uh, I thought uh, Alante Taylor – made several tackles out in space on the corner that I was very proud of. I, I've got to get my hats off to him. I thought he made a couple of real nice plays on a very good back. I just thought they played hungry. They looked fresh. You know, I hope the rest – I wish the rest of our games were at, at 12 o'clock. Of course, the next <laughs> one's at 9 o'clock at night. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be – that'll be different. Uh, it'll have to be – good tacklers to stay competitive in that one and good pass defenders yes that that passing attacks as good as you'll see in college football now he can flat throw the football yeah and he's got great receivers too yeah. to join us 656-9900-1-866-656-9900 uh, let's go back to the phones uh where our first caller is mark mark you're on sports sound off hello guys uh, there was a play yesterday when uh, there was a offensive lineman uh, that was apparently hurt, and when he come off the field, uh, Coach Pert just lit him up. Do you know anything about that? No. Right tackle. Uh, was that Calvert? Yeah, seventy-four. Yeah, yeah, that's Calvin Calvert. I saw Calvert be injured and go off. Yeah, uh, the announcer on television was saying that Pert was saying, you know, if you're not hurt, you can run off the field like everybody else. 
um, which I don't I don't know if there was anything to that or not, but I didn't know if you guys had any insight about what he was doing. I know he got hurt last week too. He did. I don't know what's if he's got something nagging at him or not. I have no idea uh, what that yeah. was about. I know that it was a different combination again for Tennessee up front. They'd gone with the same guys for a couple of weeks in a row, and they had their fifth different starting offensive line, I think they said on television. Uh, Ryan Johnson was playing. I'm not mm-hmm. sure who got nicked for him to go in there. Jimmy probably knows. Uh, Riley Locklear. Locklear. He didn't yeah. play. There were four guys that left the game last week from injury. Locklear's the only one that didn't return. He has a, a head injury, which concussion. Okay. And then um, the other guy that hadn't played the last four weeks is Jameer Johnson, offensive lineman. I don't know exactly what's going on with him. That has led Tennessee to have a variety of combinations on the offensive line. Uh, may I make a comment real quick? Okay. Um, you had a caller on your show yesterday, uh, Jimmy. I think his name's Keith, complaining about black shoes. Yes, he calls um, every week talking about black shoes. Well, I'm, I'm, I consider myself from the old guard, you know, from Larry Severs and Bobby Scott, Conridge. You know, I like the black shoes. I don't like orange pants. You know, people, I think, just need to whine about something. And <laughs> I'll, let, I'll, I'll be done, you know. I'm sure I'm sure Tim knows what I'm talking about, you know. I, I don't and, think uh, any of that. I don't think any of that stuff too much matters. I think it matters Alabama. how you block and tackle out there. Yeah. It doesn't matter what color you're wearing or. Out what color Alabama now? Wore, Go ahead. Alabama wore black shoes yesterday, and they they uh, they took care of business. So I don't think it matters what you're wearing. I, I think uh, yeah. a, a lot of Keith is just uh, being facetious. I don't think he 100 percent believes all of that. Okay, well, yeah. it kind of it kind of for for a minute it got all over me, but I thought you know just just enjoy the win. Yeah, don't <laughs> don't take all that seriously. Now you can okay. put the white shoes there with the Philip Fulmer curse and with the – there's several other things that I'm not sure I remember some, some of the callers get right. Game, there was a game in 88 where we played Alabama where we wore orange everything. Um, and uh, yeah. we got we got lit up that day, so it doesn't matter. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, if I remember right, those orange shoes wound up in Russia. I think the equipment yeah. manager Roger Fraser shipped him uh, to the uh, Siberia or somewhere. Yeah, no. they didn't. You remember, you remember what? Do you remember the game I'm talking about against Alabama? I do. It was fifty-six to twenty-eight, and Bobby Humphrey ran for two hundred exactly something right. yards. That's exactly right. I it's will. I will Alabama. say this about cleats. It doesn't matter what color they are, but it does matter what's on the bottom of them. Yeah. I mean, you got to be properly attired for the field conditions. Now, when you start talking about what kind of pimple it's got on the bottom, whether they're seven-cladded, studded cleats, rubber-soled cleats, all that stuff makes a huge difference. And Roger Frazier's one of the best in the business at that. And if you don't believe me, you can go back not too long ago and look at a bowl game where the right cleats made a huge difference. Uh, against the Ohio State. Against the Ohio State, that's right. <laughs> He's one of the best in the business, and I trust him to have our guys properly attired. Mark, we appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Jimmy.
By the way, I was watching a game. I can't remember what it was. I've watched so many college games. It wasn't this week. It was the week before. And there was a running back that slipped like the first three times. He handed the, handed the ball. He went over and changed cleats. Didn't have that problem again. I'm pretty sure yesterday we slipped uh, on the uh, field goal stripe, Jimmy. It looked like we had a guy call in the show one time. I don't know if you remember this. It's been several years ago. And he asked us, uh, he asked, asked us how they moved that stripe so quick when they first started putting on the uh, estimated first down marker on the television screen. He asked us how they moved it so fast and we got tickled. But last night a Tennessee runner slipped and I believe he slipped right on top of the green line, which was supposed to be, we could kick a field goal from their line, and it looked yeah. like he slipped right on that line. I thought about that caller. Uh, uh, let's uh, let's go to John. John, you're on Sports Sound Off. Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning, morning John. Hey, had a uh, just going to get you guys' opinion uh, there. I know we may not beat Alabama this this coming week. I hope we do, but you guys think we can win out uh, besides Alabama the rest of the year? You think we can win out and go to a bowl game? I think the hardest game outside of Alabama is Missouri. I think Missouri's really good. They uh, they run the ball well. They got a good quarterback. Their defense has played well. Now Ole Miss ran for a lot of yards on them, but they did that with a quarterback, and that won't happen. Tennessee is not going to have a quarterback to run like this guy Plumley at Ole Miss. Uh, that to me is the second hardest game. Every other game Tennessee plays, I think they got a shot to win. Now you might point to South Carolina. How about that yesterday? South Carolina upsets Georgia at Georgia, third-ranked Georgia. With their third quarterback. Yeah. Because their starting quarterback yeah. at the beginning of the year, Jake Bentley got hurt. Ryan Helensky gets hurt. They come in with their third-team guy. And also, an All-American kicker, one of the best in the nation, misses a 42-yard field goal that would have sent it into a third yeah. overtime. Now, Jimmy, South Carolina deserved to win that football game. They really did. They outplayed Georgia. Oh, yeah. And and South Carolina's kicker missed a chip shot, too, in the first overtime that would have won it. Yeah, it was a 33-yarder, yeah, I yeah. think. Yeah. So uh, And then South Carolina had a pick six against Fromm. Fromm had some mistakes in that game. He did. Yeah, that surprised me. I'm used to Fromm being cool and collective. He, he made a few mistakes, looks like, in that game. Yeah. He did. He sure did. But uh, to your quick, question, quick. I, I think Tennessee's got a really good chance against everybody not named Alabama, and I don't like their chances against Missouri. they got a chance to beat everybody else, in my opinion. Okay, and a quick rumor here that I heard, and just going to get you guys' opinion on it. I heard that Butch Jones may be going to Rutgers. Is that a true statement? His name has been mentioned. Uh, I read an article a while back when Rutgers fired their coach, and I saw uh, his name and Greg Schiano's name. Schiano used to coach at Rutgers. And I think Butch Jones was an, an assistant in some way at Rutgers years ago. I've heard those two names mentioned as possibilities. Okay. Thank you guys very much. Love your show. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, when we come back, we'll continue to take your phone calls. If you want to join us, 656-9900, 1-866-656-9900. We're brought to you by Window Works. Improve the curb appeal, saving you money on heating and cooling costs. You're listening to Sunday Sports Sound Off. Yeah, well, Tyler, um, he has a really good attitude. He comes out there to practice. He's um, got a lot of energy every single day. Uh, he probably runs more yardages around that field than anybody. So um, 
He's always been kind of a physical guy, used a little bit in the run game, and uh, he's worked hard to develop his hands, and it was good. He was open a couple of other times there that I thought we were going to get him the ball, but it was really nice throw and catch and really good uh, run after the catch. That's Tennessee coach Jeremy Pruitt talking about Tyler Bird, his attitude, uh, his uh, him staying with the program, and that touchdown catch that he had late in the year. By the way, he's fast. Oh, yeah. He turned that corner. He, he was he, running he hungry when he turned that yeah. corner. I mean, he was eating that yardage up. He sure did. So good for Tyler Bird for uh, scoring the game, clinching touchdown for Tennessee. Welcome back to Sunday Sports Soundoff. To join us, 656-9900, 1-866-656-9900. Brought to you by Window Works. Let's go back to the phones where our next caller is Keith. Good morning, Keith. Hey, guys. How are you? Doing fine. Thank you. I'm the Keith that doesn't care about what anybody's wearing. I was going to ask you something about the defensive line, Jimmy, but first, Tim, I can't remember the last time we needed a big-time drive to put points on the board and win a game or do something like that, and this team just went out and won it, and that just just warms my heart. But Mine too. Jimmy, I was going to ask Yeah. Um, what do you all think about Darrell Middleton? Seems like he's – our best interior lineman. I don't know how many snaps he's getting, but, man, he's playing good. Don't you think, Jimmy? I'll be honest with you. When I saw him against Chattanooga, I, I didn't think he played worth a flip. Um, I think he's played better lately. Uh, I I think, in my opinion, now, th- this is a guy that played all over the place in high school. Uh, he was a wide receiver at one point. Now he's like a 300-pound defensive tackle. I think he's still learning the position. I think sometimes he plays too high. He did get a sack. He did make a few more plays and show up a little bit more. But um, I think he's got the athletic ability to be a good defensive lineman. Well, see, in the last three games, I know that when he's in there, it seems like he disrupts. And it seems, but I mean, you know, I, that just may be my perception. I'm sure I'm wrong. But And then what do you think about Greg Emerson's play? seems like he's getting better. Yeah, number 90, I like Emerson. I like him. I think he's got a chance to be a nice player for Tennessee. I think he's getting better. He's the guy that lined up at fullback with Gravarius Crouch at running back against yep. Florida a couple, a couple of weeks ago. And, uh, yeah, I like that. I, I think he's coming around. One last defensive line question is, of course, I, you know, he's so young, but is Elijah Simmons, has he been nicked up or anything, or is he just, you know, not breaking through because he's – I realize he's young. And I'll hang up and listen. You guys have a good morning. Okay, thank you. I appreciate it. I don't know exactly why Simmons is not getting in the rotation. Uh, he was a big guy that was not highly recruited. Tennessee saw some things out of him they liked. He weighed about 350 pounds when they signed him, and he could dunk a basketball. He's got some hops about him, some athleticism, but I, I don't know that he is. Um, I thought he would actually play a little bit more than he has. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much time he's gotten. Uh, haven't really noticed a 350-pounder out there running around or at least taking up space. I haven't seen him, so I can't really comment on him. Uh, but uh, what are your thoughts on Middleton and Emerson? Uh, who's 94, Jimmy? Uh, Butler. I thought he had a fine day yesterday. Uh, he showed up for me. I liked Solomon before he got injured a lot, uh, but I think they're all improving. I think they're all going in the right direction. And the fact that we're starting to know more of them's names is a good thing. Uh, they didn't show up too much uh, early in the year. Teams were driving the ball on us, but 
They put a stop to that nonsense yesterday, all of them. Again, I think Batuli and Tuo made a, had had uh, fine games before he came out, and we're going to miss him against Alabama. But I think our guys up front won the day. The whole defense, tackling on the edge, uh, stuffing the holes up front, linebackers cleaning up. Like I said, the one missed tackle by Thompson on the fourth down was unfortunate, but otherwise I thought we got him on the ground when we had the chance to. thought they played a whale of a ball game. Daryl Taylor had two sacks in the game among Tennessee's seven, and then Kevon Bennett came out of nowhere. He had a sack. Uh, you had um, a sack also by uh, Aubrey Solomon, by Matthew Butler, by Daryl Middleton, and then by Bryce Thompson on a blitz. Those were the seven sacks Tennessee recorded yesterday. Let's go back to the phones where our next caller is Roger. Hello, Roger. Uh, well, hey, Jimmy, good morning to y'all. Morning. How, how y'all doing this morning? Morning, Roger. Fine, thanks. Good. Uh, I just want to tell you first, uh, uh, Jimmy knows all it, but Jimmy, I just want to tell you about birthday that birthday that day, Tim, today. Happy birthday. Yeah. And, uh, you got a nice well, birthday present you, yesterday. Huh? You got a nice birthday present yesterday, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Tennessee done real good at this, didn't they, Jimmy? They did real good at this, like, Tim. And, they did. Uh, would you impress, uh, would you impress for how to, uh, Tim and Jimmy both, would you, would y'all impress how Tennessee played this? Would you impress by that yesterday? Yesterday? I was very, imp- I was very impressed. I was particularly impressed by how we were able to shut down Mississippi State's run game and, I thought yeah. uh, they did a whale of a job. I know we got a defensive head coach, and I thought they schemed him up, and I thought the guys responded well and played a Super Bowl game, particularly on defense. I'm still not happy with the turnovers in yeah. the red zone on offense. I thought the game could have been much more one-sided than it was the way our defense was playing. Oh, yeah. yeah I'm with you with that, Tim. With that, we got we're getting better. Uh, you, th- you think we turn uh, Jimmy and Tim? Or you, th- you, th- you think Tennessee has turned a corner? Or you think kind of wait, 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 wait and see right now? Wait and see. Uh, I'm going to wait and see back. mode. First off, Alabama's next. So right. um, that's uh, that's going to be a daunting task, to say the least. Yeah. Then after that, let's see. Let's see if they can beat South Carolina. Yeah. They responded right. well and, Saturday. So. Yeah. Uh, luckily, I don't have to do too much predicting on this show, uh, but they yeah. responded well yeah. Saturday. That's all I can say about it. Yeah, and, and, and Tim, I just want to ask you, Tim, about the game coming up against Alabama. Uh, what can we do to? Uh, I don't know. I don't in the country. I just want to ask you about fourteen. Uh, you going in Alabama? I just want to ask you, what can we do to compete? You think? I know we can. I know we're getting better. I just want to ask you, what, how, what can we do to? How can, how can we compete? You think? You think we can? You think we can you think Tennessee can, can compete? You think you have a chance of being in the game at all? You know, Tim, uh, Alabama. Take some, uh, think? take some, give each guy about five ham sandwiches to throw on the ground <laughs> and try to distract some of those Alabama linemen and get them off of them. Uh, yeah, it's going to be tough sledding down there. I don't, I don't expect us to be real. I expect us to compete, but I don't expect us to be competitive score wise in that ball game. How about seven sacks? That would help. Yeah, yeah. Seven yeah. sacks and three three interceptions. That'd be great. Yeah, we if we had seven yeah. sacks and three interceptions, yeah. that would be yeah, that would be a, a good start. Yeah, 
Yeah, it would be a good time. So, but yeah, I'm going to tell you one if that's a good, a good win. And I'm and Jimmy, just want to ask Jimmy real quick, Jimmy, about the uh, I, 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 I know that Brian got hurt. Put in the same Jimmy, have you heard anything, anything new about, about how Brian, Brian is doing? Doing now, Jimmy, with the injury, Jimmy. All I can tell you, Roger, is that, and thanks for the call, Roger. We appreciate it. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah. Sure. Bye bye. Bye. Brian Maurer has a concussion, and um, I, I think it's obvious he injured it on that uh, run where he got flipped up and landed on his helmet. He stayed in, he handed it off, he fell down after the handoff, he then threw an interception. I wish he'd come out before he threw that interception. Yeah. Uh, get out of there. If you're yeah. dinged and you're at quarterback, get out of the game before you get hit again. Uh, so he, he didn't play after that. And there are varying degrees of concussions. My guess would be he probably won't play against Alabama. Don't know that. But, again, there, there are varying degrees of concussions. We'll see. Uh, let's go let's through- talk about number three in case we need him down there. Who is that going to be? Uh, oh, J.T. Shrout? Yeah. Let's talk about the third, third team quarterback. Yeah. He's not played very much. He played a little bit against Chattanooga. I saw him. Um, he's got a good arm, but he, um, from what we have seen in a limited basis in practice, he's not real accurate. And he threw into coverage against Chattanooga, as did Maurer. Yeah. During that game, uh, uh, he threw an awful lot of interceptions in high school. He was a one-year starter in high school, and he threw like twenty-five, twenty-six interceptions. He had like twenty-seven touchdown passes. A one-year starter again, so he's not played a lot. Doesn't have a whole lot of experience, so well, he needs to be ready to go. He does absolutely. Uh, let's go over some SEC scores from last night. Uh, I thought it was a terrific ball game. LSU forty-two to twenty-eight over Florida. Uh, Florida was trying to punch it in late to try to score, and then they'd have to get an onside kick. LSU stopped them in a goal line stand, so they preserved that fourteen-point win. I thought Kyle Trask played really well. Uh, he made some terrific throws in tight windows. Vanderbilt loses to UNLV. The Commodores were a two-touchdown favorite. They lose 34-10. to Alabama 47-28 over Texas A&M as Tua threw a bunch of touchdown passes again. We talked about South Carolina upsetting Georgia in double overtime. Kentucky 24-20 over Arkansas. And then Missouri defeating Ole Miss 38-27. Those are scores from the SEC from yesterday. If you want to join us, 656-9900, 656 we're brought to you by Window Works, A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. With Tim Irwin, I'm Jimmy Himes. You're listening to Sunday Sports Sound Off. Run as fast as I can, really. I was just thankful uh, for the two outside receivers. They were freshmen. They made uh, some good blocks for me and uh, got me open. So I was just thankful for them and the alignment. That's Tennessee wide receiver Tyler Bird scoring a game-clinching touchdown against Mississippi State, 39-yard reception with 2.35 left in the game. Tennessee beats Mississippi State 20-10. to Welcome back to Sunday Sports Sound Off. Uh, let's hear more from Jeremy Pruitt. Uh, he had made a comment a couple of weeks ago that Jared Garantano would be needed to help Tennessee win a game or two. Here's Pruitt when reminded of that statement. No, uh, we we ran the same stuff. <coughs> um, you know, you have to sometimes call a game based off the scoreboard and the way the, the team's playing. Our defense was playing really well, um, you know, right before the half there. 
you know, we were pretty conservative. Uh, we knew what the, the um, I guess, the line to gain for our kicker was. There's 50 seconds in the in the half there, and and we got it, and and Brent kicked it through there, you know. So it was a that was a big thing there right before the half. But uh, we stayed with the same game plan as the game went. You know, our defense was playing pretty good. Um, you know, we didn't want to make a mistake, so um, it's kind of the way we called the game there. Uh, can we win a bunch of games like that? Probably not, uh, but that's the way we needed to play to win this game. Uh, so I thought our coach has done a really nice job doing that. Also from Jeremy Pruitt, he was asked, what does it say about Garantano that after losing his job, he comes in to help lead the team to a victory in the second half? We didn't ask him to do a whole lot. I mean, he's done a good job. He's worked hard to... Um, you know, to be prepared when the moment come, you know, and we didn't ask him to do a whole lot today. And it, it's not because it was him. It's the way the game was going, right? But he took an RPO out there, and it was a good good play. Made a couple of third down throws that were critical and had one with Jawan down there. So, um, you know, I, that's why I said it last week or the last time we were in here, he would help us win a game this year, and he'll help us win some more, you know. Um, that's the that's the thing about being the quarterback is when you have some success you probably get too much praise and when you don't um, you probably get too much blame so it's part of the position uh, he knows that and um, nothing you can do about it. it it's everybody that's played that position for the last hundred years and for the next hundred years so uh, you just got to go to work and get ready to play next week. Pruitt was asked the difference today uh, or Saturday that allowed. Tennessee to get so many takeaways against Mississippi State? When you do what you're supposed to do, most of the time you're usually in the vicinity of whoever you're guarding. Um, you know, if you got pass rush and you're rushing the right pass rush lanes and you work some technique there, you, you make the quarterback move off the spot there. Um, you know, I think early in the game we affected the quarterback. We got him with a couple of pressures and sacked him a few times and hit him. And, and uh, you know, it, it, it don't take a whole lot for, the, for maybe guys starting to look and saying, okay, is this cat coming right here? Is the star coming? Is the safety coming? The backer coming? Where are they coming from? So, And our secondary guys were in the right spots, and we got pressure and, and didn't let them step up in the pocket on some of those throws. So Pruitt was asked what allowed you to get so much pressure on state's quarterbacks. Well, I feel like our guys worked hard um, to understand the game plan. Uh, our coach has done a nice job. Um, our guys played hard, um, kind of, to me, played on the other side of the line of scrimmage, which we need to do more of. Um, and and we, we covered them some in the back end back there, made them hold the ball a little bit. So uh, there's lots of things that goes into – to getting a good pass rush. Some of it, you might get some good pressures where you scheme somebody up. Sometimes you just win one-on-ones. Um, and sometimes you cover them well enough that they have to hold the ball. There's nowhere to go with the ball. Also, Pruitt was asked how beneficial was it for a young team to get a win like that and to see their hard work pay off? Yeah, one thing about our team that's that's pretty unique to me, more than any team I've ever been a part of, is you know we we lose Henry you know, with the targeting and, you know, now we have to throw in Quivarius and, and he's been playing outside linebacker and we have to move Batuli around. Um, you know, unfortunately, Tray, uh, Trayvon Flowers on the interception, he, he broke his leg. So, um, you know, 
He's a guy that hadn't played a lot of football, broke his collarbone last year. He's a guy that I think is going to be a really good player. Uh, has been banged up and with a hamstring during fall camp. He's, he started playing well last week against Georgia and played good today. Um, unfortunately, we lost him. But, you know, now we, we throw in um, Theo coming there and then, and then uh, uh, Jalen McCullough, you know. So we just keep kind of putting younger guys out there. we got a young football team. Um, and they have so much to learn, so much to learn. There, there, the, there's so many things about football that um, different situations, scenarios, you know, you learn your job, right? But then um, all the multiples that the offenses create, the situations in the game, there's so many things that we have to teach our guys, and, and they continue to work and learn and, and get better, and, and they'll continue to do that. We'll have to play some other guys this next week. So uh, a couple of guys I saw out there today, uh, we played uh, Roman Harrison, um, and um, we played, um, um, there was somebody else that was Solon new out there. Solon Page, yeah, Solon was out there at the end of the game. So um, now Solon's been here, but he hadn't got a chance to play a lot of ball. Made a good block on one of the kickoffs, but he got a holding call on another one there. So that assist on the Solon Page name came from our Vince Ferrara, who offered that up to Coach Pruitt as he was searching for that name. Uh, also from Coach Pruitt, what led to the play call on Tyler Bird's touchdown catch late in the fourth quarter? Well, we just were running a little zone play with a replacing the backer there, and we'd ran it like four or five times, and it was really it was probably there. So, but with the, when you're trying to milk the clock, you know, Jarrett. He waited a little bit before he took it, and we told him to take it, and he did. So, um, you know, uh, Jarrett Means is a guy you mentioned that, that played today. Uh, it's going to continue to play. He's learning what to do. And, and um, you know, Ramel made a great catch down there, down on the sideline there to set up a um, – I, I think we scored on that on the next series. And also from Pruitt, how big was it for the defense to limit State's offense early to keep the to keep Tennessee's offense in good field position? Well, it helped for sure. Um, you know, I, <clears throat> we gave the offense the ball back several times. Our defense did so. Um, played really well the first half and gave the op offense some opportunities. And hey, we moved the ball. Okay, we moved the ball right down the field a couple of times. Uh, just through picks in the end zone but that Brian can't do. It's foolish, foolish mistakes. He's working the right side of the field. The corner bails take the hitch. You know, uh, it's third and eight. It's not a good down and distance for any quarterback. Okay, you go through your progressions. They're not there. Throw the ball away. We'll take the three points. Can't get greedy down there. Uh, so he'll learn from that. Comments from Tennessee coach Jeremy Pruitt. Uh, certainly we talked a little bit about this, Tim, but the, the two picks that Mauer threw, both end the coverage in the end zone. Yeah, devastating. It was a big, uh, big day for Tyler's. One <laughs> one scores a touchdown and one gets off the roof. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler Ivan. Yeah, right. it was a big day for Tyler's. Uh, <laughs> first touchdown for Tyler Bird, and and he's worked hard, and I'm so glad that happened to him. And I think uh, Jeremy's comments, he was glad too. Yeah, and it is good to see a senior that's uh, hung around and given the effort and not depart the program like so many have done uh, in the past. Uh, what did you think of the um, the offensive line's pass protection? Dang near perfect. Uh, probably their best effort pass protection-wise of the day. Uh, Jared almost got sacked on the touchdown. He yeah. held it yeah. a long time, but he found his receiver out there. 
late and uh, got it to Tyler, and rest is history. When we come back, we will have more. Uh, you're listening to Sunday Sports Sound Off. 